The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over 50 years. Close your eyes and pull like down. <laughs> and a new Irish record for Phil Healy, 22.99. Christy Cooney hands over the Sam Maguire Cup to Graham Canty, Cork All-Ireland Champions for the seventh time ever. Hello and welcome to the Star Sport Podcast, where the West is well and truly awake. After Castlehaven ended their 10-year wait for a men's senior county football title, Newcastle have won the first of a potential double with victory in the Senior A hurling replay against Blarney. And we have Mark Collins of Castlehaven and Owen Collins of Newcastle, the two teams' captains, on this week's podcast to talk about their brilliant wins. We'll also be chatting about Barry Rowe's first ever Carberry Junior A Football Championship win, along with a lot more. So I'm your host, Dylan Mangan, and I'm joined today by Star Sport editor, Kieran McCarthy. The Star Sport podcast is brought to you in association with our friends at Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, where your bank really does matter. Choose Credit Union. Choose local, choose community. Now, Kieran, it's a busy week as always, and there's only one place really to start, and that's with the Mighty Haven, who won their first title since 2013 in a close game against Nemo Rangers. And just a brilliant result for Castlehaven and testament to the, the hard work they've put in this year and over the last four years under the management they have and the last 10 years waiting to, to win this title as well. Yeah, 100% Dylan. Uh, the Haven are back in the number one spot in Cork and I don't think anyone can begrudge them that after the season that, they, that they've that they had. If you go back to the start of this championship, they started off with a draw against Ross Carberry. I think it was over in Clonakilty and they didn't set the world on fire. But since then, they got progressively better and better and better and it culminated last Sunday when they beat the serial winners, the team that knows how to win county finals, the Rangers, and it was Castlehaven that beat them in the county final. Okay, it wasn't a classic final. It wasn't a, a memorable game of football, but that one bothered the Haven one bit. The big takeaway from this is that they're county champions again, and they deserve that crown. To beat the, the Bars in the semi-final and to beat the, beat Nemo in the final, like that's some going. Back-to-back victories against the big city boys. When you take in that they beat a good Ballincollig team and a very good Clannock County team as well, you can see that the Haven really did deserve this. And I was talking to James McCarthy, the manager, on Monday, and he was saying this is like this is the culmination of a four-year journey. He was putting it. Um, he's been in charge of the Haven again for the for the last four years. And think back to 2020, they got to the county final, and then COVID struck, um, and that put everything on, on the back foot. And when they eventually played the final, they lost to. To Nemo, then there were back-to-back semi-final defeats to the Bars, and you knew Haven were close. You knew Haven were part of the big tree with the the Bars and Nemo, but the question was, could they take that next step and win the Andy Scandal Cup again? And this season they did it, and they totally deserved it. Absolutely, and just a word as well on the the final itself, and particularly the performance of Michael Hurley, who took took the game to to Nemo and. Is probably the the reason that the Castlehaven lads are sitting there, uh, with the 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 cup today, and they were he was absolutely brilliant and scored five points off just eleven possessions, I believe as well. So it's outstanding, and each score 
was an amazing point as well. There was no easy points there for him. Yeah, Michael Hurley finished this championship campaign um, on such a positive note. He was our man of the match in the semi-final against the Bars, where he scored seven points, and I think six of those were from play. Like we said there, Dylan, he got five points from play against Nemo on Sunday, and that was almost half of Haven's total of 11 points. And I was ch- actually chatting to Michael Hurley um, this morning just for a piece for Thursday Star, and I asked him, has this season almost vindicated or justified his decision to step off the Cork panel at the start of 2022? And it it has, it really has, because when 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 Mike decided to step away from Cork at the start of 22, which is what, 18, 19 months ago now, he wanted to put his focus towards his club, towards Castlehaven and give Haven his all. And look at the form he's had in, in the last 18 months, but look at the form in the last couple of games two men of the matches. He's, he's his second county senior football medal. He's a man of the match award now. Um, he's flying high. He tells me he's really enjoying his football. And, and so, of course he is. He's in, a, he's in a county winning team and he's playing some of the best football of his career and he's making the difference in big games against the Bars and Nemo on the big stage up in Parky Cueve. So, you're right, Michael Hurley was a was a huge hero for, for this Haven team on, on, on Sunday. And it's worth almost pointing out that... Um, when Haven last won a county before this, that was back in 2013, and that final was against Nemo Rangers as well. Michael came on in that game as a sub, and he was just a, he was just 17 years old. That was his first year as a senior with Castlehaven. He was also a Cork minor at the time. And there's 10 years have now gone between his first and second county senior titles. And the Michael Hurley that we're seeing now is 27 years old. He's a he's obviously a more mature and developed footballer. He's one of the top club forwards in the county. I think when it comes to this season's County Premier Senior Football Championship, he's the, he's the joint second top scorer from play. Um, I think it's 17 points that he's got from play um, mm. in the course of the championship, which is a, a testament to him. So this, to, to see him kind of riding high, but also for the likes of Mark Collins. Um, Mark Collins is the is the captain, fantastic. He's 33 years old now. This is his third County Senior title. He was man of the match back in, in 2012 when Nemo beat Hello. And we have a great picture of, of Mark in the back page of, of this Thursday Southern Star when, when Mark was a mascot for Castlehaven back in 1994 when Haven played Skib in a, in a Derby County final. And even though he, he should have been too young for that to resonate with him, he, he remembers dreaming about wanting to captain Haven to a county final. Now we're 29 years on and he has, like I think just that's a tremendous story. And then Mark is one of the top club footballers in the county for the for the past decade. So, so many good stories throughout this Haven team. Even look at Shane Hurley and Tomas O'Leary. They have now won four county senior football medals each. First back in 0-3, 2012, 2013, and now. That's an incredible record. So, um, great times for the Haven. I know they're, they're celebrating this this week. It was It's back to training on Wednesday night, though, Dylan. Um, and even though there's a, there's a club wedding in Killarney on Friday. So, as far as I know, half the parish is making the move across the county bounds and they're taking the Andy Scannell Cup on tour. They're taking the cup in into into Kerry territory on 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 Friday for their for their next celebrations. But then it's um they'll have Cratlow in the Munster Club quarterfinal the weekend after next. That's November 12th. So it will be back to business quite soon. Yeah, absolutely. I saw somewhere online as well that um they're 18 to 1 to win the All Ireland. So it might be worth putting a fiver on that if you are a betting man wouldn't bet against them anyway um you mentioned there Mark Collins just before we go to the conversation with him just another word on him as well because 
Um, in that piece you mentioned on the back page of the, the Southern Star, you talk about uh, how Mark Collins is is the reason or the main reason that manager James McCarthy stuck around for the four years. He usually takes a step back after two, but Mark Collins, he took the, the step away from the, the court panel and wanted to win another county with Castlehaven. James McCarthy was a big part of that plan and he stuck around and, and they've done it as well. James and Mark have a great relationship. When you go back to the very start, when Mark played his first game for Castlehaven, he was only just turned 16 and it was a, a Carberry under-21A game against Donnie's, like I think, of the year. But James Mack was the manager of that that Haven team, that Haven under-21 team. And now fast forward to now, and James McCarthy is the manager of the senior Castlehaven team that wins a county that is captained by Mark Collins. So there's a lovely... I'm not saying a book ending to their careers there because they obviously they hope there's 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 more to come, but um, but it's just that connection between the two. And and you're you're dead right, Dylan. Uh, James usually kind of he serves two years and then he steps back because it's what he feels it's time for a fresh voice and someone new to come in with fresh ideas. But in the last two seasons, especially back in 2022, after Mark Collins had decided to step away from Cork, he was on to James and the management team like to stay on because I think Mark could see that there was something about to happen here and James did decide to stay on and look where we are now 18 months later Mark is a county winning Castlehaven captain James McCarthy has now led Castlehaven to three county senior football titles 03-2012 and and 2023, which is a which is a great record for for him as well. Maybe we'll see a statue of James Mack up around Union Hall at some stage. Even though even though he, when I put that to him on Monday, he said statues are there to be knocked down. So I think he was he was just <laughs> ID straight away. But Mark Collins is kind of central to this Castlehaven success story because he's such an influential figure on and off the pitch. He's a he's one of the nicest guys you could meet, but he's such a terrific terrific footballer as well. And even when I was talking to Michael Hurley earlier, he said that as much as winning it for themselves, they won it for Mark as well. Because for Mark to be captain, they all kind of felt it's just fitting of the men to captain a team that wins a, a, a county senior title. And as you'll hear from, from Mark now, he's obviously in good form after the weekend that he's had. Yeah, just before we go to Mark as well, I just want to give the last word to Hawley O'Sullivan. He writes in his Inside Track column this week, in summary, Castlehaven outworked Nemo, didn't concede goals, had less turnovers and had more energy off the bench. Michael Hurley did wreck and Brian got the clutch kick. So that sums it up. Let's hear from Mark now. I'm going to take you back, Mark, to 1994 when you were your mascot for Castlehaven ahead of the, that huge county final against O'Donovan Rasa all those years ago. And I know you love when I dig out that photo of yourself and Colin O'Driscoll um, in your in your club gear back then, but I was reading your reaction after the county final against Nemo on Sunday, and you said, as a kid, you you dreamt of captaining a Castlehaven team to county glory, and now you're the mascot who's lived that dream. How how do you put it into words a couple of days on how you feel and how you sum it all up? Uh, to be honest, Kieran, it, it's a very special feeling. Um, yeah, as you said, mascot back in '94. You know, I remember being out the back garden trying to pretend I was Larry Tompkins and Niall Callahan, you know, playing with my brother in the back garden and then going in and we'd be pretending to be lifting trophies. And, you know, I knew it didn't pay, it didn't matter what sport it was, whether Wimbledon was on or anything, you just tried to to um, to, to copy whatever was on. But that was that was always a dream to 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 lift the Andy Scanlon as Castle Laven captain and for it to come true was was really special. 
Like you've now won three county senior medals, 2012, you ran in the match against Tuhalo, 2013, and now 2023. Probably an unfair question, but can you rank the three of them or where does this one rank in terms of your, your three county medals? I do, I like obviously this one is the one that's fresh in the mind, but you know, I think I said it after the game Sunday, this group has, you know, been knocking on the door, especially for the last four years, you know, a lot of really close calls. And um, I suppose that little bit of hurt and that little bit of disappointment that we've had made this made this very sweet on Sunday. Um, and, uh, you know, like there was a lot of younger lads involved as well. And it, it was nice to see them get their first county medal. What do you think made the difference this year, Mark? What got you over the line? Yeah, it's it's a tough question, Kieran. You know, I said like we were small, but a bit, bit deflated after the defeat to the Bears last year in the semi final. You know, I think there was only four points in it, but we felt after we were well beaten, um, and that we were maybe it's fallen a small bit back. But um, as the championship started this year, I think through the round, like we'd probably five knockout games when you look at it. Like we drew at Ross the first night, so after that it was it, they were must win games. Especially Clan and Bandon, I think, you know, going into the that week, the lead up to that week, it was there was a lot of talk about this was a must win match for the group that we were able to the championship if we were beaten. And I think we just got a small bit of momentum, you know, a small bit of belief. Um, like we beat two team, two very good teams in Clan and Balancholic, and then ha- had one right chance of a cut off the bars in the semi final. Um, and I think really then when when we performed quite well in the semi final, like the the real belief for the final was there, I think. Looking back on Sunday, so against Nemo, and this is a team, they're serial winners. They know better than most how to win a win a county football final. What do you think made a difference on the day? Yeah, I suppose we knew that going into it. You know, like their record, their record is second to none. It's absolutely incredible, to be honest with you. So we knew they were going to deliver, you know, that that, that they wouldn't underperform. So we, I think that kind of helped us that we really knew we had to produce on the day if we were to win. And our, the big talk in our group was just stick to stick to our game plan and stick to the process. You know, forget everything that's going on. That we play our own game, and hopefully, hopefully, that would get us over the line. And it did get you over the line. And five points by Michael Hurley made a huge difference as well. And I was actually chatting to Michael earlier today because yourself and Michael both stepped away from the Cork panel at the start of the twenty twenty two season. And I remember at the time you both wanted to really give your focus and attention towards Castlehaven, and. The, the journey even on the last couple of months, it almost it, well, it does, it justifies, it vindicates that decision because look at what you've achieved and look where you've helped to, to kind of to take Castlehaven. So when you think back to early 2022, when you made that decision, was this always in the back of your mind? You just want to give everything to Castlehaven to try and win that third county? Yeah, I, I suppose we're very, very lucky with Castlehaven. You know, the, the setup and standard down there is very high. So that made stepping away from Cork a small bit easier for me, you know, that you weren't, you weren't completely finishing and you weren't, you know, your football career wasn't over. Um, and yeah, it was, it was, it was a big thing. It was, it was a big thing to, to try and get that, that third county medal with Castle Avon. And um, for that to come true on Sunday was a, was a sweet one. A word for James McCarthy too, the Castle Avon manager. That's his third county as well. And I think I'm right in saying that he was the under 21 Castle Avon manager when you made your debut for the under 21s. She's I think you were only 16 at the time. So you have a, you have that relationship going back a long time. And he was telling me too that you're one of the reasons he stayed on as Haven manager for a for a third and fourth season. You're you're very persuasive, he said. You know, he couldn't he, he couldn't um he couldn't walk away. So just just a word of what, what James has done for this group. Uh like I, I said it in my speech Sunday, his record is is second to none. Um like he's an incredible, incredible club man. 
Um, you know, I think he gave me my debut senior as well back in 2007. So like I, I, I've, I've worked with Mac so many years now. We have an unbelievable relationship together. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we were absolutely delighted when we were able to get him involved four years ago. You know, he put in place a very good setup um, and he, he's added and, and changed things up as things have gone on just to keep it fresh. Um, but yeah, well, like, as I said, I don't think we, I don't think we would have got this county medal only for him. I know the, the celebrations were were great this week. It, it's it's back to training now because Cratlow in the Munster Club quarterfinal on Sunday week, hopefully down in Castlehaven, Touchwood all going well. Um, what's the thoughts ahead of that? Is it do you view the Munster series now as bonus territory, or is it a competition that you're really intent of going as far as you can? I think I think as a group we really want to go as far as we can. You know, I said it to the lads in the dressing room after the game in 2012. Um, my first county, you know, we didn't, we did an awful lot of young lads involved in the panel that time, and um, I think we we didn't take it, we didn't take, we didn't take it too, not not, not that we didn't take it too seriously, but we underappreciated it and undervalued it, um, and we left ourselves down badly in Parkyweave against Doctor Crokes, um, we learned from that a small bit the second year, but Crokes were were a very very strong team that time, they beat us well uh, in thirteen as well, but I think we we gave it, we put up a better show of ourselves, so I said that to the lads in the in the dressing room afterwards on Sunday that. You know, this isn't this isn't something to take for granted. This is this is a massive competition, and we fully believe, like, if we if we can get our, ourselves in the right frame of mind, that we might have a, a big say in it. And finally, Mark, I just had to ask, ask you as well. Like, you're you're one of the elder statesmen of this Castlehaven team. Like, you're so experienced, like yourself, Brian, Damon Cahillan, been there, done that. But for that younger brigade to get their first county medal, like you back in in, in twenty twelve, like it's it's a huge moment for them, and like. It could help them kick on and drive on because there is a very young cohort to this Castlehaven team as well. Yeah, hundred percent. And like that was something we spoke about um, with James when he first got involved four years ago. You know, to leave like I think the the Cork County Championship has become unbelievably competitive, and it, you know, like if if you lose a couple of games, you can get yourself in trouble very easily. And and we spoke about that that time. You know, that for the younger lads to get that bit of momentum and get that bit of belief in, in winning, um, would hopefully keep the club going strong at the senior level for as long as we could. And I, I think that's a huge thing from Sunday, you know, that these lads have tasted a bit of success. And even like, you know, for younger lads who are not even involved in the panel yet, seeing that bit of success hopefully will drive them on and continue the club, you know, at, at a very high level. No, fantastic. Mark, you've been so kind with your time. Congratulations again and enjoy the, the family wedding in Clarny this weekend. Thanks a million, Kieran. Really appreciate it. The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union. Funding dreams for over 50 years. Now, welcome back to the Star Sport podcast. And we're joined now by Star Sport reporter and Barry Rowe man, Sean Holland, who, as the viewers on YouTube might see, has brought in the Mick McCarthy Cup into the Southern Star studio the men in blue claimed a 112 to 14 point win over Kilmacabe after an extra time thrilling encounter in Dunmanway on Friday night. Sean, how are the celebrations after the, the game? Thanks, Dylan. Um, they were mighty. Uh, I was only saying it to Kieran there, it was unique enough that um we had our first point Saturday, Saturday morning. The, the game didn't finish up till all hours, obviously, with extra time, and there were celebrations afterwards on the pitch and in the dressing room. And we obviously had then the um, the stream of cars going through the different villages and the bonfires. So 
Uh, we went late into Saturday morning, and that continued on to later again Saturday morning when we got up over the bed, um, and all through the weekend, but it, it was fantastic now. Talk to us a little bit about the game itself, because like it's fair to say going in Kilmacby would have been a lot of people's favourites. They're going for their, their fourth title since 2017. But you have a very um a young team that that really uh banded together and to get the win in extra time as well must have been extra special, I, I guess. Yeah, I know it was fantastic. Obviously, um after doing the, the show with you the last day, I was saying that we, we were going to be up against it. We were under no illusions of that, you know, Kilmacabe have been there thereabouts every year. And if they were knocked out of the championship, it was by a point or by a, a late goal or something like that. So we knew we, we'd be uh, up to the pin of our collar right to the end, but um, it's a testament to the character of the side we have, you know, all knockout games to win after extra time. You know, another team could falter or, or go by the wayside, but um, we seem to, to come into our own in, in the last 20 minutes there, and the lads needed to dig deep, you know, um, and, and we did that. It, it was great to get over, get over the line and get the first one. And you're writing in this week's Southern Star as well, just about the... Uh, your manager, Jerk Johan's speech at halftime and how it pushed you towards that glory as well. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so uh, Jurors, after coming into the team as a selector this year now, and um, he's probably more known around the parish as a goalkeeper. He was a goalkeeper in 2007 when the team won the um, county final against Charleville. But he also played football and he was there in 2003. And we came in at the half and... Really, we were all right. Like I, we were playing towards the dressing room goal. So myself and the two O'Donovans um, landed in first, and we were fairly chilled out. You know, we were fairly relaxed. We were like, "Geez, no, we're not doing too bad here." Only a point down. If you said point down the West Cork final, we'd take that at the start of the year. But as fellas started to roam in, then the temperature started to increase every so much. Um, you know, so and then every fella got in, the management team got in, and um, it was a bit of the Sir Alex Ferguson hairdryer treatment. Um, <laughs> you know, fellas were uh, told they weren't performing, and you know, to to take the finger out pretty much, you know. But um, then it got to Jerk Johan, where we kind of got up uh, on our feet and kind of got into a circle, and Jar had actually spoken to us in the semi final against Bell as well, and really helped spur us on the second half. So. Uh, he brought something out of his pocket. He brought it was a plastic box, and it, it had a medal inside it. And like I was looking, I was like, "Jesus, what, what's going on here?" And he spoke very well, to be fair to him. And he was like, "I was in your position twenty years ago, and we fell short. And this is the prize I got of it. And twas twas the medal he had in his hands. And without cursing, he was like, "This is worth." F all, you know, and threw the medal down on the ground. It was literally, it's like, it almost like sparked a fire within us, you know, and it, it kind of really drove us on. Then we, we got a couple of points and a goal straight after the break, and it really, it really proved to help us. But um, something like that there is very unique. But uh, as I wrote in the star, I was saying, you know, you, you wouldn't even think of it. You're, you're there, you're there playing, you're going to second half, all you're thinking about is trying to beat your man, you know, give a fellow a ball. But when things had to slow down afterwards, I was like, they don't give up second place medals in Carberry. <laughs> and it wasn't until I spoke to Ger later in the pub, I was there like, it's like, Ger, they don't give out second place medals in Carberry, do they? And he was like, no, no, that was only some junior D medal. <laughs> you know, he, he was going to source it for the week, something to get us going. But um, 
it ended up working in the end fair play to him it's, it was fairly unique so I, I'll give him that uh, the actual prize is sitting there in front of you the Mick McCarthy Cup and Kieran, we've heard from Sean about kind of the, the feelings inside Barrow but just looking on from it as an outsider how big of an achievement is this for a club like Barrow? Huge that's what you can't really put into words um, even though Sean has tried to put into words since he got back in the office and choose it like he's been walking around with this cup I said we, we couldn't wrestle this cup out of his hands until this this podcast you know he was having his his breakfast, uh, the dinner and supper with with the with the with, with the with the cup, but um, that's huge, huge for Barry Rowe. I think it's it's great for for the Carby Junior A Football Championship as well to have a new winner because Barry Rowe are first time winners, and it's great for all the clubs out there because look at the last couple of years, it's it's been the Kilmacky St James's, Tyke McCormick, these clubs have been fighting it out, but now we've the we've Barry Rowe, the the new boys on on the block, uh, uh, you might say, like they've had a terrific season in in football and in hurling so for for Barry Rowe footballers to get their hands on the Mick McCarthy Cup um, and to win the Junior A in Carberry for the first time that's huge I think it's a it's a brilliant story and it's one of the, the great stories in the Carberry division this year and and I'm just looking at this cup here beside me and just a bit of history for our for our, our, our listeners and viewers this week um, this cup is named after Small Mick he's the very famous um, um, Donovan Rossa footballer who sadly passed away um, when he was he was just 30, 32. That was um back in the the the, the late nineties. And this this cup is um been used in Carberry since nineteen ninety eight. And there's been ten clubs who have won it since then. So Barry Rowe are the eleventh club to 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 win the Mick McCarthy Cup. Mick, the Mick McCarthy Cup. And it is it's the pinnacle of football here in Carberry. It really is. To win this cup means means so much for everyone. Um, but Sean, the, the adventure is not over yet. It's onwards and upwards. Even a small matter of a county quarterfinal. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's back to business. We were back uh, training there now on Tuesday. Sweating uh, it out. Sweating it out is right. Jeez, the sweating was nearly done Monday as well. <laughs> but um, no, uh, back to business. It's it's a kind of case now we're kind of bonus territory, but we're also kind of looking forward to it. You know, it's it's our first venture into the county. You know, playing new teams, finding about new players. You know, playing in new venues. So all of this, you know, it's new to us, but it's kind of like, you know, take it in our stride and see how far we can go. And who's going to look after the cup for the next couple of weeks? Jesus, I don't know. I don't know. It's not going to be me anyway. It's uh, In case I lose, I'll, I'll give someone else responsibility. We'll have to, to give it back eventually, I'd say. And we'll, uh, we'll move on anyway. Obviously, best of luck this weekend to, to Barry Rowe. But we also have um, Owen Collins from Town on the podcast this week. And Sean, you were chatting to him about their... Brilliant victory in the Senior A Hurling final replay against Blarney. And in last week's Southern Star, we spoke to Charlie Wilson ahead of the game, the Newcastle boss, and he said, we'll be going in full of confidence and why wouldn't we? Um, and I think that kind of sums up the the spirit in this Newcastle team because going into the first game, a lot of people said Blarney would have been favourites and Newcastle put in a brilliant performance to get the replay. Going into the second game a lot of people were saying Blarney will have Newcastle's number now they've played them once so they'll be able to beat them but Newcastle came out and they scored a goal in nine minutes another on 10 and a third on 22 minutes and that kind of to come out with that kind of firepower in the first half must have been brilliant but Owen Collins was uh, in good form when you were talking to him although his voice might have been a little bit tired from the celebrations yeah no myself and Owen were talking before it's just like um the host voice wasn't great either, you know, so it was unique enough that way, but um, he made mine sound a small bit better, but he, he was in great spirits after it, sure, why wouldn't you be? But um, 
Do you know, they have another one coming up in, in two weeks' time against Dawnies too. So they're another team that are um, switched back on. You know, the hurdies are put away and it's all about the football now. But um, he spoke um, all right about how they were actually disappointed how their first day out, how they felt coming off the pitch that they hadn't performed. So they were delighted to get a second opportunity. Um, but a big emphasis was put in training about getting goals. And as you said there, they got them early and, and goals win county finals and the proof was there on Saturday. Yeah, I was just as well, Kieran. Like they went ahead on the ninth minute, they took the lead and they didn't relinquish it after that, even though both teams were trading points. I think it goes to show the kind of uh, the brilliance of the Newcestown team. And after they won, um, you put out a tweet on on uh, on X or an a post on X saying the pride of Carberry hurling. Yeah, um, Tom Lights is a very good piece actually in Thursday Star, where he's. He's um, reflecting on what Newcastle's county win will mean for the hurling fraternity here in Carberry because this is only the second ever county senior title to be won by a, a Carberry team. And the first was actually the Carberry division back in the when they won the senior hurling back in the in the 90s. So this is a huge boost for, for hurling here in Carberry. Sean is part of a very road team that got to the Premier Junior semi-finals this year. Um, we've killed Britain, who've been kind of there or thereabouts at that grade for the last couple of years. We've Argentine Rangers as well at county level, and we've we've been but they haven't been going too well in recent years. So what Newcastle are doing, it's 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 in, in, incredible. They've been promoted to the Premier Senior level for 2024. So that's the top tier of club hurling in Cork, and there's a West Cork team in there holding their own against against the very best. They're in. They're in some super company up there. When you think thinking the likes of Glen Rovers after being relegated down to the senior A grade, they have Newcestown, a West Cork, a rural West Cork dual club compete at that level. I think it's just a huge boost for 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 hurling here in in Carberry. And there's been kind of signs over the last couple of years, like obviously Luke Mead is doing great things with the Cork senior hurling team. We have the likes of Sean Daly with Randall Oak. He was on the Cork under twenty team that won the All Ireland. Did this year, like the Randlock hurlers have been going decent enough at, at junior B level over the, the, the last couple of seasons as well. And we've had a couple of local lads in and around the, the Cork um, minor hurling panel. So there are hurlers here in West Cork. There are very good hurlers here in West Cork. And hopefully what Newcastle have done now was almost shine the light back on Carberry for forever to see like that hurling is 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 alive here and it and there is there are some really good teams and some really good players. So just just a great success story. And I think what it proves too, when people think about Newcastle GA, we're all guilty of going about Jesus great spirit in that club. Look at the dog of this, look at the uh, look at the determination, like that will to win that Newcastle have. But not alone have they that spirit in the club, but they also have very good hurdlers because spirit alone will take you so much, but you need very good hurdlers in your ranks to win a, a county senior title here in Cork. So what Newstone have proved that they are the complete package in terms of they have the spirit, they have the club, they have the backing, but they have the good hurlers as well. So it's a it's a big success story. But can they do the double? They'll hope they can. Donnie's hope they won't. So that's one to look forward to the weekend after next. Yeah, we'll be talking about that on the Star Sport podcast, I'm sure. But let's take a very quick break now before we hear from captain of the Newstone hurlers, Owen Collins. No, I'm delighted to be joined by Owen Collins, captain of the victorious Newcestone Senior Hurlers. Owen, how are you? Not too bad, no yourself. All good, all good. I suppose we have to start with Saturday. And um, how are the celebrations after winning the Senior A title against Blarney? Yeah, Newcestone was fairly, fairly active now on Saturday and Sunday. It was uh, sort of the first final we've had since 2015, so... 
Just fairly busy in all right. Yeah, can't, can't complain, can't complain. And um, the game itself, obviously a replay, but it, it was as exciting as the first one. Um, just talk us through a small bit about it. Talk us through the nerves going into it, um, leading up to the Parky Cueve. Just just give us your insight behind behind things on Saturday. I suppose we, we were definitely a lot more nervous the first day because for most of us, I'd say for half the starting team anyway, it was our first ever adult Final, I'd say. So we were, we were definitely nervous, but playing in Parky Creek didn't really affect us because we played there during the quarterfinal and the semi final. So that, that was fine. But I suppose going to a game against Blarney there, and they have the, you know, the big names like Matt Coleman, Polly Power, and Shane Barrett, you, you would be worried, all right. But I suppose thankfully it worked out in the end, then, well, you know. So. Did it, did of course, you have the medals in here, but. Um, take it back a small bit, so on. Um, the first game, we'll just talk about the first game a small bit. And um, you mentioned nerves there. Um, were you happy enough to get the draw at the end, or do you felt you could have won it the first day? Out? I suppose we had chances to win it by day day two. I don't think I don't think we hit what we what we should have hit that day at all. You know, I suppose as you saw the second day, we needed to get goals to win the game. So and we didn't score a goal that day and in a county final you kinda need need goals really to win, you know, and the goal they got there kinda set them up nicely. I think we were up five one or something and all of a sudden it was five to one four or one one or whatever it was, you know. So I, I think that was the main difference between the two days was we went for goals mm-hmm. the second, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the first day obviously came down to the sideline at the end. Um, were you aware and were the lads aware on the pitch uh, of obviously Mark having to score the last sideline or was it kind of like heart and mouth moment when, when you saw the ball hit the back of the net? Yeah, we, we knew it was the last puck of the game, but you know, we he could have, we were like, suppose we, we were still surprised he blew the whistle when he did, like, you know, what oh. time he did the whistle was gone anyway. So, yeah, so like, it was a massive relief, all right, yeah, you know. Of course, of course. And how was it then? How was the reaction in the dressing room going back in, do you know, after drawing the first day of the county final? Uh, it was actually, I suppose, it was actually a bit really because I don't think we knew ourselves we hadn't played the way we wanted to play. So we, we left a lot of chances behind us. So we were quite, like, we trained very hard then for the final, you know, on the, the Tuesday, I suppose, we'd done a bit of a lighter session in on the Thursday, but... I think fellas were we were a lot more mentally prepared going into the second final of what we had to do to win the game, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in terms of tactical changes or uh, any kind of decisions that were made the first day, what did you bring into the second day that was different to um your first outing? I suppose definitely the goals anyway. And I think we put David Buckley on top of the, the square for a bit there. I'm sure we you, you know him from playing the football and stuff. He's a Extremely, like he's a big man, so he's extremely dangerous on top of the square. I think it worked out in our favour there as well. And so Richard then came out to the wing and he hit one four from play, which is some going as well there. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. you, know you have a fantastic bunch of young fellas. But for yourself personally, then what was it like to climb the steps and, and pick up the trophy? Uh, yeah, it's what you what you dream of, I suppose. Looking up at them in twenty fifteen, I think I was in first or second year and. You're, it's all what you always wanted to do is, is lift the cup for Noosa Stone and thankfully that's what I got to do mm-hmm. and did you have any speeches prepared or did you, did you wing it on the day 
I had to be prepared, all right, because I, I wouldn't be the best man to go after Clough, so <laughs> I had to be prepared, all right. I, you, did, you did a good job, but you, um, you play a small bit of football yourself. You, obviously, the Harleys are going to be put away now, so um, back to back to training now this week? Yeah, back back training this week now. We, we, only, we only got about one or two days out the celebrations, but it's supposed to be, to be unbelievable to win both hurling and football, and that, that's what we want to do, but it will be tough because the men were obviously very good, very good side. So hopefully now that goes our way as well, though. No, I wish, yeah. you, I wish you all the best with it. Owen, listen, thanks a million for joining us. Thanks very much, John. Thanks very much. The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over 50 years. Now, welcome back to the Star Sport Podcast. And before we take a look at this week's Southern Star, Kieran, just a word on the Premier Intermediate Football Final at the weekend. Kilimatra beat Bantry Blues by 3-11 to 2-13. And for the second year in a row, unfortunately, it was heartbreak for Bantry in the final, just going behind in the last few minutes. Yeah, this is just another tough one for for Bantry to come to terms with this week, like you said, Dylan, that's two county final defeats in a row. And they were they were so close here on Sunday. Like they were minutes away from a from a county title. But Kilnamatra super sub. Shane O'Dean came off the bench and he kicked the, the last three points, and that was enough to get uh the Mid Cork team over the line. But just spare thought for Bantry because they were heroic um in in that game. The the battling performance they put in. Award two for Arthur Coakley. He got men of the match, he kicked one six. And one three came from play, like and just um he was named the official man of the match. Like how tough was it in Arthur Coakley to go and yeah. accept the award, knowing that you'd missed out on the prize that, that you that you really wanted? But uh like I said, it's a, it's a tough week for Bentry, like and this one will need a bit of time to settle um and for them to to, to bounce back. But I think they'll know, well, they will know they're not too far away from from winning this great. Like um they lost the Kilimatra team. Who are favourites, and it, it is a good Kilimanjaro team. So, Ben, you know they're they're very very close to getting to where where they want to be. Um, they probably don't want to hear about it right now. Like they just want to put their heads in the sand and just kind of just get away from it all. I suppose for for a small yeah. But when the dust does settle, they'll realise that they're close. You know, and they will be there or thereabouts again next year. Like you don't get the two county finals in a row by being an average team. They're they're a really good team, um, and they have really good players. So yeah, and yeah. and. Just on that as well, like I was watching the game and they were six points behind not long into the second half and it looked like Kilimanjaro were going to pull away. And obviously it's no consolation to Bantry now, but I thought the spirit that they showed to come back and to get into the lead, like Rory Dean scored an incredible goal. They started winning every kick out. It seemed like every single kick out was, was going to a Bantry man and they took the lead and it looked like it was going to be a brilliant comeback win for them. Um, so obviously... Not much consolation speaking uh, this week after the loss, but just uh, on that point, I guess, to, to add to your point that they are close and um, after a bit of reflection next year, they could probably go again and maybe win it next time. It is because, um, like you said, like, like Kevin Casey had a super game the last day. Marco O'Sullivan, like you said, um, Rory Dean mentioned Arthur Coakley. Like, there's so many good players in, in this Bantry team and they're not too far away. Like They proved over the last couple of seasons they're one of the top two teams in, in, in this grade. 
Det vil sige, at det bliver det lukkende, når det kommer til, til County Finals. Okay, okay, når det kommer til next season, der starter det af at the start line again with everyone else on, a, on an equal footing. But you'd hope that the experience that they built up over the over the last couple of years and and he, even the hurt, you know, like surely that hurt, you can channel that hurt and pain to to a certain extent, like not not too much, but use use that feeling again to to hopefully go again. So I think um Benji Blues maybe down now, but they're not out. And they only have to look to the to the to the Bantry Blues team that was honoured last um, Sunday, Parky Creeve, the Bantry team that won the county senior back in 1990, 1998. That team the likes of Damien O'Neill, Graham Canty, like real legends of, of 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 Bantry football, what they did for the town. And in the last couple of years, this current group has had an awful lot for Bantry Town as, as well. They've got back to county finals, they put pride back in the football club again. So they're not too far away. So like I said, down, but they're certainly not out. Absolutely. And what can readers of this week's Southern Star look forward to? Obviously, we have a lot of coverage of all the county finals from the weekend. Yeah, it's a GA special, you could call this Thursday Southern Star. So we have six pages on Castlehaven. We have three on Newcastle. We have two on Barry Row. Award two for the goalie footballers who won the Carberry Junior B football championship. David said Oliver Plunkett's in the in the weekend just gone and also to the IBAN ladies who won the Cork um, LGFA Junior F Championship so a good weekend for IBAN ladies and Barry Row um, both winning county titles so loads of GA insider and loads for, for fans of Barry Row, Haven, Newcastle and Goline to enjoy over, over the next couple of days. Also the Fastnet Rally was on the weekend just gone um, and Daniel Cronin was the top local performer. He finished third which also clinched him third place in the, the National Rally Championship Series. So we have a two-page special on the Fastnet Rally. Martin Walsh doing what he does best, some super motorsport reporting in there. We also have um, plenty of soccer. The the, the soccer season is, is getting quite busy at the moment. And Joe McCarthy is a good piece about Alta Celtic, who are 20 years on the go now, and they're now fielding four teams, um, two in the in the West Cork League Championship, one in the, the Women's League and also a Masters team as well. So that's well worth checking out. And we also have Richie Holland's reaction to the to the Guard of Honour gate. Um, it's probably too wordy for a, a gate, but it's, you know what I mean? It's the, on um, on Monday, uh, Richie Benderman, who's the interim boss of Cork City, they hosted Shamrock Rovers in a Premier Division game Rovers just crowned League of Ireland champions for the fourth time in a row, but Cork City decided not to give them a guard of honour. And Sherlock Rovers boss Stephen Bradley was not a happy man after, as he um I suppose hit out and blasted Holland and Cork City. But he did so while he was holding bottles of champagne that Cork City had presented to him. So there's a bit of, you know, I'll take the champagne, but um, mm. so we have uh, Richie Holland's. Uh, reaction to that so yeah there's, there's a load in Thursday's Southern Star but like I said so much there for the fans of Haven, Newcastle, Barry Row and Goline and this is a star that those 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 people in those communities the fans the players that they'll actually want to keep you know because these are the stars that you look back on in years to come and just remember the year that Haven won their sixth county or the year that Barry Row won their first ever junior A football championship so um, yeah plenty there for everyone yeah, a real souvenir piece for sure. And if you're further afield or you can't make it to the shops, you can subscribe to the Southern Star 
and get it on your laptop, tablet or phone. So if you're formerly of the parishes of Castlehaven or Newcestown or Barry Row or Goline, or you're involved in those clubs and you're living abroad, it might be a great time to subscribe. Once you've subscribed, you can download the PDFs of the, the week's editions as well. So you can keep them for yourselves too. It's just two euro or less than two euro per week. Once you sign up, head to subscribe.southernstar.ie to enter your details there. As always, thanks for listening to the Star Sport Podcast. And thanks again to our sponsors at Access Credit Union. If you've enjoyed, please remember to rate, review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll be back again next week. Thanks for listening.